The Best of Times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana. Celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The Best of Times. Your host, Gary Coligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Coligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning in to our show today and also thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also thanking those who might be listening via the Radio Pup application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about a new procedure to treat depression, which is only available at the willis Knighton Health System, and there is no other provider in North Louisiana that provides this particular service. So stay tuned to the show for some very interesting information to benefit you or your loved ones. It is Saturday, August the 4th, and we are broadcasting our radio show from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in Shreveport, Louisiana. However, today's show has been pre-recorded, so we will be unable to accept call-in questions and comments from our loyal radio listeners. Be sure to pick up the August issue of The Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. We thank you for the many compliments about our magazine. We do appreciate hearing from you. If you're unable to find a copy, remember, you can visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view current and past issues, as well as our senior resource directory, and you can listen to previously broadcast radio shows of The Best of Times Radio Hour. I want to thank you for attending the Disability and Rehabilitation Expo that was held on Wednesday, July the 25th at the Louisiana State Exhibit Museum in Shreveport. It was proudly sponsored by our friends at Snell's Orthotics and Prosthetics and, of course, hosted by the Best of Times. This particular event was uh, Expo was designed to empower people with disabilities of all ages with needed information, resources, and technology to enhance their lives. It was a great attendance. We also raised uh, got money and food items and non-perishable items for the Food Bank of Northwest Louisiana, which is in dire need of food uh, during the months of August and September. We held the poker rally, and there were 10 top prize winners. Again, we thank you for participating, and thank you for being part of our poker rally of this year. Remember to do thank our advertisers and sponsors of the Best of Times as well as the Best of Times Radio Hour and our magazine. Do visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Town and Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Dr. Jason Broussard, who is a DO, Doctor of Osteopathy, board certified psychiatrist, and he's with the Willis Knighton Health System. He's going to be discussing, among other things, a new treatment 
for depression, which is now being provided to patients in the area. Thank you, Dr. Jason, for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you for having me. Do you like to be called Dr. Jason or Dr. Broussard, or either one or both? Either one or both. Either one or both. Yeah. You know why I call you? I like to call you Dr. Jason is because I have a Dr. Jason in the family. Uh-huh. I, call him, I call him. He don't want me to call him Dr. Jason, but I do call him Dr. <laughs> J, Dr. Jason. Uh, thank you again for joining us today. Very interesting uh, treatment procedure. We're going to talk about it, but tell the listeners a little bit about your education experience. Okay, um, I got my undergraduate degree in, uh, uh, in biology at LSU in Baton Rouge. Uh, from there, I went uh, up to Kansas City, uh, to Kansas City University of uh, Medicine and Biosciences. I got uh, uh, my DO there. Um, uh, and from there, I came back to Louisiana to Shreveport, did a residency in psychiatry here, here. at uh, LSU. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so, so, uh, and you were originally from? I'm originally from Manny, Louisiana. Okay. And then, uh, but again, being, tell, tell our listeners a little bit more about, I don't think a lot of them understand what, uh, you know, they, they understand what medical doctors are, but they don't understand what a doctor of osteopathy is. So give them a little overview of that. I think that's interesting. Um, so it's, uh, what's, it, it, it kind of came around late 1800s when there wasn't very many good treatments in, in uh, leading uh, uh, medical practice. And so it, it took a more holistic approach uh, uh, to treating the patient, seeing the patient as a whole. Um, now now as, uh, as medicine uh, sort of developed and we uh, found better treatments for things, uh, uh, DOs have also adapted that as well, so it's not that we uh, don't believe in, say, antibiotics to treat an infection, because we do, uh, but our approach is um, a little bit more holistic in, in our education. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, Well, the holistic approach is a more natural approach, you might say, right? It's, 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 it's more, it's not bombarding you with, with many medicines, procedures, etc., the, the body can probably can't handle all that all at once. It's a, it's a staggered holistic person, an overall person. Yeah, it, it can be, you know, it's, it's, but it's also looking at how, you know, uh, different things are connected. So the body and the mind are connected. Um, uh, so not just looking at one area of the body, but you have to look at how it's affecting the rest of the body as well. So what fascinated you to specialize in psychiatry? So... Um, there had to be a, a, a moment there. There had there, to be a, a critical was. moment. There was. When, when, when I first went into medical school, honestly, I wasn't really sure what I wanted, what area I wanted to go into. I don't think any, any um, newbie physician could join goes to medical school. I can tell you from my son, he didn't know what he was going to be. And so, when he started out to be, nope, he didn't know what, what he ended up. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So I, I was just really kind of leaning towards primary care, kind of do everything. Um, uh but probably, well, definitely whenever I first did my uh, uh, psychiatry rotation, third year of medical school, um, that's when it solidified it, uh, especially seeing a schizophrenic patient for the first time and uh, seeing how this illness affected them as they were so out of touch of reality. And not only that, but actually seeing them through treatment get better and the, the gratification in that. Um, it 
didn't feel like it was a task or a job to me. It it just felt like it came more natural and it was something that I enjoyed doing. And that's when it just Well, clicked. that's important. You got to yeah. enjoy doing it so and you got to see results out of it as well, right? Right, exactly. So, uh, so things kind of clicked there and I said, okay, this is something that I'd, I'd really like to do the rest of my life. So, um, so tell our tell our listeners what type of patients do physicians like in your specialty see? So we we treat um, mental illness. So, uh, for example, I, I gave the example of, of schizophrenia, but that uh, other mental illnesses can include major depression, uh, anxiety disorders, post traumatic stress disorder, um, bipolar disorder. Um, and in addition to that, we we also uh, addiction also falls under psychiatry as well. Oh, okay. So, so psychiatrists at, at, uh, treat people with all different types of addictions because it's mind related, right? Right. The person's mind keeps them to be addicted to whether it be alcohol, drugs, whatever, right? Exactly. Oh, so there are treatments, there are remedies. That that can help in that that aspect. There there are um, by and large. I mean, and, and it's partially because we we don't have a great grasp on the brain and how it works, and the uh, we're getting better. But um, it, addiction is really tough to treat. It, it, we we don't understand it well enough. We do have treatments that are effective. Um, so, what are the most common diagnoses that that you see in your practice? Um. Probably major depression, uh, anxiety disorders, which can be a, a variety of uh, different types of disorders, um, and uh, bipolar disorder. Well, that's what I've been hearing a lot of people with bipolar, and that, that's an interesting one to, to treat and to, to, to diagnose as well. Is it difficult to diagnose a bipolar person? Sometimes. Sometimes it, it can be. Um, so you know, with with bipolar disorder, it's it's a mood disorder like depression is, but... There's two different poles, so you you have the depressive side, and then you have what sort of the opposite of that, which is the mania. Now, if you when a patient comes in in mania, it's it, it's easy. You, it's you, easy. You, yeah. you know it. You, they're talking ninety to nothing. They're euphoric. They're, everyone says something's not right with this guy. He's not sleeping or the or girl. Um, but when they come in in that depressive state, sometimes that that can be really hard to diagnose that it's bipolar disorder because you're, it looks a lot like depression, that just regular gonna, unipolar depression. We're going to wait and talk in another segment about depression and, and deep depression, but I'm, I'm really curious about other other aspects of your practice. Because I've never had a psychiatrist on my on my, on my my show in all these 19 years. You'd be wow. amazed? Never. Wow. And I know it's a common uh, problem in, in throughout – not just in Shreveport and Bossier City and Manny, and it's all over the nation, right? It's increased. Do you feel it's increased? Um, Do you feel that the, the the areas of depression and mental mental health illnesses are increasing? Um, that's hard to say. Uh, yeah, definitely, the the need has increased. I would say. Um, I think maybe the our ability to recognize it more, um, uh, and. Uh, Certainly in some areas, yes, uh, mental illness uh, is becoming more severe and is becoming uh, more common. Uh, but but some, some people, as you know, telling you that uh, the individual, God, he seems crazy. But, you know, it may not be a mental 
mental conditions cause it may be something else that's causing him a little out of the ordinary or she out of the ordinary correct so it it may not be a mental condition it may be something else uh, causing that particular problem yeah it 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 may be depending on what uh what someone means by crazy crazy is just a (laughs) word that we use to describe we use it a lot we we do we we understand something it's it's crazy (laughs) so I, i really don't like to use that word um uh, but it is used a lot in our in our field um, by uh, lay people. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, the as I was saying before, the the body and mind are, are connected. So a lot of times, medical illnesses can look like a uh, a mental illness. It can come across as you can have uh, uh, psych, uh, psychiatric symptoms. Maybe it's hallucinations. Maybe it's changes in the mood. Um, but it could be there's some, there's some medical illness underlying that that's actually causing that. So that's something that we always have to consider and, and look look for and rule out. Because as you a physician, when you when they let's say they come to see you first and they show you they have they're taking 27 different medicines, that might cause some hallucination, right? It, it can, yeah. So <laughs> so that's another thing is is a, is a drug induced symptom or symptoms. Um, so yeah, we always have to of course look over what's, what's going in and. Does that have an effect on, or is that affecting or causing or worsening what we're seeing that we're trying to treat? Because that's an easy treat, uh, easy, easy, fix, easy fix. But they but might not know about it, or their it, other it, physician it, might absolutely. have not seen all the all the different medications they're taking. Absolutely. And uh, even though it says on there may cause may cause dizziness, do not drive with it, etc. But some people, and they, and you know, doc. Some of them overdose occasionally. They say, oh, I felt real good the first time. Might as well take an extra pill and make me feel better, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, that's becoming a a big problem in this country, an epidemic, actually. Yeah, on some of those pain-believing drugs as well as other ones. They're good, but in over-intensity. So I've always wondered, how do you get patients? Uh, I've never had a chance to to see a psychiatrist or even my family members. Do you self Referral is it self? You make the decision, or is it a family member? Or I'm sure in certain situations it's uh, court ordered, etc. But what's do people just say? I I feel like I have a mental illness. And I need to go see you. Uh, many times, yes. Um, uh, That's or, good to hear. Or a lot of times they they may go to their uh, family doctor. Okay, and, good. And, and their family doctor says you know refers them to to us, and you need to see a psychiatrist. Uh, a lot of times they they come in through the hospital first, so they're in some sort of crisis situation, and it may be a family member that brings them into the emergency room, uh, and it's severe enough that they have to get hospitalized, and they so they can get stabilized first, and then continue their treatment as an outpatient. Uh, sometimes the police are involved; that uh, they get called out, and, and uh, if they recognize this is a a situation where this person needs to be evaluated um, by a psychiatrist, then uh, they can take them to the emergency room and uh, uh, to further evaluation. So, can a family member? Uh, we're talking legal here. Can a family member recommend or strongly suggest that they be seen by you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean absolutely. Um, of course, uh, first is you know. Suggest it to the patient and ha- have them make that decision. Um, and, you know, of course, we want uh, we want we all want to have our own autonomy to make that decision and, and uh, seek treatment when we decide to. Uh, unfortunately, mental illness a lot of times can impair your judgment and it can impair your ability to see that there's actually something wrong. 
Um, and so when you lose that capacity to make those decisions for yourself, then it does take some intervention from the outside. And so, yes, family members can get involved there, and they can get uh, a loved one in, into treatment when, when it's uh, really needed. So you're, you're, you're saying that the individual patient or loved one is having some sort of denial about it? Yeah, maybe denial, or it, it, it may just be that because of uh, their illness, they lost touch with reality. Um, they, they see nothing wrong with how they feel or what they are doing. It, it seems okay to them. But to the rest of us, they're running down the street naked, and they see nothing wrong with it because of the way that they feel and the way that their brain is functioning or not functioning uh, quite correctly. Uh, so it's kind of a loss of touch with reality there um, and uh, giving that person the chance to make a decision whether they should have treatment or not is usually not a good idea if they're putting themselves in some kind of danger or putting the other people in danger uh, then then that's that's a situation where someone else needs to get involved and make sure that that person gets to some place where they can be safely evaluated and treated so going back to schizophrenia is the incident of that is pretty high uh, that is one percent of the population. Wow! So Just, one out of a hundred people. That's not, that's pretty small. Um, it's probably <laughs> higher than most people think it is. Um, is that the one we know about? Where they're diagnosed? Because some people have it, don't even get diagnosed. Is that correct? Um, some yeah, some do. Uh, you, it, it, it could depend on the severity. I mean, some people have mild mild cases, um, and they may be able to go. On maybe not functioning as well, but still functioning. So, so give me a, a quick summary of what is what's the symptoms of person with the schizophrenia complex. So illness yes. is it illness? Is divine is an illness? It, it is an illness. Yeah, it, it, it's a disease of the brain. Um, uh, it can involve um, uh, having uh, what's called hallucinations, usually auditory and schizophrenia. So they hear voices. Okay. And not just a thought in your head. A lot of people think, oh, mm-hmm. I have this voice in my head, uh, not like your conscience or something. A voice like you hear my voice talking, wow. they, they hear that, and uh, it can be scary. They, they may So then they may also have delusions as well. A delusion is a, a fixed false belief, so not just, you know, uh, uh, a, we all sometimes have false beliefs, and but then we see that it's false and change our mind this is a fixed false belief so this is like um uh the fbi's bugged my apartment um i'm being followed <laughs> you know the, these cars are following me um, okay uh and there's no convincing otherwise um uh, so it, it's it's a loss of touch of reality um so it could be hallucinations could be delusions could be a dis- disordered thinking so their thoughts become very jumbled up and in talking with this person, they make no sense. It's just rambling, uh, garbled. But it, but in the essence, when they have these, it, it, is it probably exacerbated when a family member, a loved one, or a girlfriend, or a wife agrees with them or says, you know, maybe we are being followed or maybe I'm seeing the same, same yeah, that, symptoms. That probably makes it worse. Yeah, it? That, that, <laughs> that, that certainly can make it worse. Um, uh, yeah, you, you don't want to... Um, 
agree with the person yeah, that further being followed what, yeah, or paranoia. No, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about paranoia when we get right back. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by Bear, Senate Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, probably presented by A Bears, Tunnel Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Kaligas, and I thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show as a special guest is Dr. Jason Broussard, who is a doctor of osteopathy, board-certified psychiatrist. He's with the willis Knighton Health System, and he's come today to talk about psychiatry in, in general, but also he's going to, in a couple of minutes, we're going to talk about a new treatment for depression being offered in the area, and uh, it's, you'll, be, you'll find this quite fascinating. So thank you, Dr. Broussard, for joining us today. Thank the best you. of times. Uh, I'm learning a little bit because I know very little about this field, and I think a lot of my listeners out there know very little about this medical field, which is uh, very encompassing and uh, has, a, has deals with a lot. I, I, I feel for you as a young doctor having to deal with all these types of patients, which it's not a – it's really probably difficult to diagnose some of them, isn't it? It, it, it can be, but that's – you know. The challenge is what a, what makes it interesting, and uh, uh, staying challenged uh, is something that I enjoy. So uh, it's I think it's probably one of the reasons that I, I did choose this field. Somebody was going to m- want me to ask you, uh, as I, I mentioned at a few functions I was at, uh, they've never seen a psychiatrist either. Uh, they've, uh, they wanted to know, how do you diagnose? Do you do, do you do testing? Do you do skills chests? Do you, you know, connect them up to, do you do an MRI? What, what, what do you do? A lot of, what, how do you diagnose? They might have some symptoms, but how do you prove that that's a, a mental condition, mental problem? Well, um, so we usually just start with the interview of the patient, um, and, and that could be asking them about symptoms, um, asking them about uh, uh how that's affecting their lives, um, and then it's also observing them during that interview. And okay. What, what we see. Good eye contact and things like that. It huh? Could be like that. Could be moving around a lot. Could be speaking fast. Could be speaking slowly. Could be uh, responding to something that's not there, um, so, such as the example of schizophrenia, where they uh, may experience hallucinations and hear something. And uh, right there in your office, right there yeah, at the clinic. Seeing, wow. Seeing them, you know, turn as as a they hear their name called, uh, so we we look for those types of things. Um, a lot of times, just off of that, we we can usually narrow down a diagnosis. Um, uh, there there are other things that we can do to help. You, you mentioned MRI. Uh, for really for uh, mental disorders, not so much, but we they are still important in our field to rule out. Uh, a medical cause of those symptoms, such as like a brain tumor. Okay. Uh, so we want to, we, we do want, if they've never had that before, they've never been died, they, they come in with a new onset of, um, you, you know, some sort of psychosis, hallucinations, 
and they've never been diagnosed with schizophrenia before. They've, they've never had anything established. This is all new. We certainly want to take a look at that brain and make sure there's not something like a brain tumor in there that, that could be the cause of that because, well, it, it would be treated quite differently. Um, so if they came in and have, have symptoms of schizophrenia, but they also say to you, I've got major headaches and I've got occasional migraines, et cetera, it could be multiple things, right? It, it could be, absolutely. Um uh, and so, you know, MRI is one thing that we looked at, and you, you mentioned other testing. And there are psychological testing, which which is really um, further down the line as far as, like, uh, if we really just can't establish a diagnosis, but not used quite as, quite as often. Um, uh, but um, – and, th- and then, of course, just all uh, medical workup, like, you know, blood tests, just looking for any any abnormalities that could indicate some other physiological problem going on that uh, could be causing this, like maybe an autoimmune disease uh, that's affecting the brain that's causing some of these symptoms. So, uh, so we kind of look at everything, um, but it kind of starts with seeing the patient, talking to the patient, asking questions and observing, uh, and that usually... Uh, gets us narrowed down to a, a diagnosis there. And, you know, I know that you, you told me you went to LSU, and, and I've been fortunate enough, Minimed, I don't know if you know what, what Minimed was offered at LSU. It gives lay people like me an opportunity to see what how physicians go through medical school. Uh, okay. And one of the aspects was us getting to interview patients like you do. It was fascinating. Really? Uh, that we saw these actors that had various diagnoses and uh, uh, and you, you would have to determine what they have and they would lie to you and they would tell you other things and et cetera. So I'm, I, I, while I'm leading to that is how do you know they're telling you the truth, especially ah. the mental, mental condition? Ah, yes. Well, uh, sometimes we don't know. <laughs> uh, Good answer. <laughs> uh, you ask them the same question over and over again, you get three different answers. Yeah, right? but, you know, I think some of it comes with experience um, and, and, as you mentioned, consistency in their responses. Um, uh, and, and there's a variety of reasons that someone would lie to try and get a diagnosis. Maybe um, they just want to be admitted to the hospital because they're homeless. That oh. happens a lot. Uh, they may be running from the law, so they want to get into the hospital and hide out. Um, they, they may want a disability check, and so they – create and and that's a problem in all fields but Mm -hmm. uh it's easiest in psychiatry because there's no physical thing to look at as opposed to saying i have back pain and i need disability you know i need to be on disability that can be evaluated through mri and and physical exam and uh, that can be looked at a little further whereas you know if someone says i'm hearing voices well we we don't have any way to say that they're not wow except well, once you see the real thing uh, a thousand times over, the someone trying to fake it starts to become a little easier to pick out. Well, so some of that's, that's ex- some of that's experience, um, uh, and then just the type of symptoms that they're describing. Sometimes they're a little too textbook, um, <laughs> like they've, they've read up on it. Oh. Uh, sometimes it's it, it's a little too absurd. Uh, absurd. Um, 
like uh, something they saw in a movie where it was misrepresented, and then you, you kind of get an idea. Oh, there. you are sharp. I'm impressed. I'm yeah. very impressed, so, Dr. Jason. So there, there's a way. They, they, they try to trick us a lot, some people, but uh, we, we have our ways to know. So the common treatment of various mental illnesses in, in most situations is what? Is medication, therapy, sessions? Both, actually. Both. Yeah, that's that's usually the primary treatment for most mental illnesses is a combination of medication and therapy. Um, and and, depend, and depending on the case, I mean, it, it could vary a little bit where it's mostly medication or mostly therapy. Is it is it a step down in, in medication? Do they get gradually get off of it or they, like they have to continue on? For, and, for, a long, for a long time. Yeah, and, and, and most severe mental illnesses, um, uh, chronic ones, uh, yeah, it's, it's usually for long term. Um, now, it could be something acute, and they're just on it for a short period, and they're able to eventually get off. Un- under a doctor's care, a patient should never get off a medication on, on their own. Um, but uh, under the direction of a doctor, they, they may be able to get off the medication. Um, but... If they have recurring episodes of whatever illness, maybe depression, if they have recurring episodes, then, then they're always going to be at risk later in the future. And it's usually recommended uh, to stay on some medication, even at a low dose, to prevent a relapse. So what I want to ask you now about is suicidal thoughts, actions, etc. I know we have... Supposedly, all these 1-800 numbers, and um, uh, that people need to call if they have suicidal thoughts or concerns, or even their loved one is. Uh, does does depression lead into suicidal aspect? C- certainly can. Yeah, certainly can. That, that what is, other causes for suicidal uh, thoughts and uh, idea? Other other mental illnesses are there's a oh. uh, suicide is associated with also bipolar disorder. Um, we talked a little bit about schizophrenia, mm-hmm. actually. of schizophrenics will go on to commit suicide. Um, uh, And and an addiction as well. Um, uh, A lot of people who have addictive illnesses uh, uh, will will attempt or uh, actually commit suicide. Wow. So it's it's a progression of getting something that you should have been treated earlier gets worse and worse. Or the depression aspects probably stress involved in there as well is it leading to that huh often yes yeah, not not just you know uh, love stress scenarios uh, financial uh, family dynamics etc all involved in this in this depression area right absolutely. do you, do you analyze all these when you see a patient if they're having family concerns or you're sure having yeah we we always want to ask about anything exacerbating or triggering those symptoms any stressors, as, as we call them, and and the big ones are usually um, uh, personal relationships, uh, financial, um, uh, or medical illnesses that are creating some stress. And often it's a combination of all those things are going on in their life. We'll be right back with more information, and we're going to be talking about the transcranial magnetic stimulation, a new treatment for depression in the area. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country S. Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel.
Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Kaligas. Welcome back to our show, The Best of Times Radio Hour, probably presented by Abers, Tenant Country Ocean Report, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Joining me on my show today is, as a special guest, is Dr. Jason Broussard, who is a doctor of osteopathy, and he's a board-certified psychiatrist with the Willis-Nightenhouse System. And he's on our show to discuss a new treatment for depression now being offered to patients in the area. Thank you, Dr. Broussard, for joining us today here on The Best of Times. Thank you for having me. Uh, before, I, before we talk about this new procedure i want to mention i didn't give you a plug here he's located at the center for metal mental wellness right. i might need to see you mental <laughs> wellness and it's located at 1111 line avenue tower number two uh right that's and, correct and your the phone number if you want to get information or go by and visit us all make an appointment is 318-716-4610 correct that is. You got it. 716-4610. And, of course, you can visit their Willis Knight and Fabulous website at www.wkhs.com and get lots of information about Dr. Broussard as well as all the other uh, physicians in their particular network. So, again, thank you for joining us. So we talked a little bit about uh, psychiatry and the various conditions that you treat and how you treat them. And so an individual that has depression and it's not being treated well with what medication medications therapy, therapy um, uh, basically anything that they've tried. Um, so, uh, what's your criteria about about using this new technique? I mean, if I go in there and I'm depressed the past three months, is I'm a candidate? Um, well, in in my opinion, you would be, but of course. Uh, <laughs> Well, d- does your insurance company think you are or Medicare? Oh. Uh, so that's that's kind of what we have to go by. So they say that you had to have filled uh, two trials of medications okay. first. Two so, trials. Okay, yeah, so, that's so, good to so know. So we got to try you on one. Doesn't work, or you have a side effect. Okay, we try another one. Doesn't work, have a side effect. Okay, now now they're going to cover you. I, I think it should be first-line therapy, personally. Um, oh, uh, let's start advocating that. I'm sure you and other physicians could do absolutely. that. So so tell us how, to, how it came about in Shreveport, Louisiana, the willis Nine Health System. This is Brown. Yep. So um, so it, uh, this procedure was first uh, FDA-approved 2008. Um, so I, I was in my residency training uh, at LSU at that time in psychiatry, so I we didn't get trained on it. It was it was just too new. Um, we, you know, heard about it, learned a little bit about it, but it was just so new that no one had any experience with it at that time. Um, over the years, it's become more commonplace in other areas. Uh, the research is uh, more research has come out about it. We knew more about it, um, uh, but nobody was offering it here. Um, and you know, for me to just start doing something that uh, I never really seen myself, um, well, that, that, that was quite a big leap. Uh, probably what really prompted me to, to say, okay, well, this is something that we need here in our area was um, a, a patient of mine, a, a pretty young female patient, a high-functioning uh, professional uh, who was uh, having a depressive episode, not her first one. Um, uh, uh, and we tried a variety of medications, and, and she even experienced some suicidal thoughts. Um, I, I think uh, we hospitalized her, I think, twice, actually, during this, this time. Uh, she's seeing a therapist as well. We're 
changing medications. We're trying everything. Very minimal results, but not back to where she can really function at the level she was. Where I mean, she, this is a very intelligent person that had a, a, a very important job and, uh, and just wasn't able to get to work and function as uh, as she usually does. Um, and, her, and her family uh, li- lived out of town, um, up in the northeast, actually, and uh, th- they were concerned, um, and uh, so they wanted uh, to take her back home, the bigger city, and uh, and her dad actually had a uh, diagnosis of something else as well, so he was seeing a psychiatrist, so he said, I-, I want her to see my psychiatrist, and I said, that's fine, you, I-, I agree, get a second opinion, you know, we, we can't find anything that works try something uh she came back uh you know i guess a couple months later back to see me and she was completely better wow 100 percent better and i looked over her medications and nothing in the medications changed there was no changes there made everything that i'd had her on she was still taking exactly and i asked her what what did they do and <laughs> she, she said tms and, and it worked <laughs> so i thought wow this is this is night and day difference. Um, yeah, medications we 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 they're going to work for some people, but there's just too many people that aren't getting that relief with medications. And this treatment, TMS, can make a huge difference in their lives for for many of them. So so, have you heard about other success stories about the use of this particular instrument in therapy? Is it called therapy treatment or? Uh, it's a it's a it's a device. It's a piece of equipment, right? right? It, 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 yeah, it's a medical procedure. Um, so non invasive, non invasive medical That's procedure. That's important to tell yes, people. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, not, nothing too scary. So, um, uh, so there's a there, there must be a lot of success. It's been around since 2008. Sure. I'm sure the technology yeah. is changing in 10 years. Huh? Um, I mean, yeah. Even at the time in 2008, in order to get an FDA approval, they have to show and research that this this does work. Um, but, you know, reading about it, reading the research and seeing it with your own eyes is two different things. Whenever you see it and actually work and and you realize how important this is and how much it can help people and change their lives. So give our listeners a little uh, overview. So, it, so you're treating certain part of the brain? That's correct. Um, how do we know what part of the drain brain uh, deals with depression? Well, um, we have some idea uh, that it, uh, what's involved in depression. Uh, of course, we, we still have a lot to learn. But we know in the left frontal part of the brain uh, that, that, that is involved with that, that's involved in depression. Now, how do we know that? Um, uh, we know that people who get uh, that have a stroke in that area of the brain, mm-hmm. they have a very high chance of having depression once they, oh. after they have that stroke. Okay. Um, or someone who has a tumor or something affecting that part of the brain. And then also through uh, functional imaging studies, we can look and see what areas of the brain are active and less active. And, and so that does help to show us these depressed patients have less activity in certain parts of the brain. Um, so that was that became a target area for the those uh, neuroscientists that did all the research. With this device, they started looking at that area of the brain using this device in that area of the brain and came up with a successfully came up with a protocol um, using this device on that left frontal part of the brain uh, to relieve uh, symptoms of depression 
So, so Dr. Bruce, are this particular instrument, once a person's diagnosed with depression and gone through various other treatment modalities, then they're evaluated for this particular equipment, right? This device, medical device, to help them in depression. Right, yeah. So how does it, you, you're, you're strapped to it and you sit there for hours and hours bombarding <laughs> with what? I think no, people not, don't understand. Not at all. It's yeah. bombarded with magnetism, right? Yeah, so it's magnetic pulses. Um, so th- this is a pretty powerful mag- uh, magnet. Um, uh, we we find that area of the brain that we the left frontal part um, and they receive uh, a total of three thousand pulses for one treatment. Okay, that lasts um, about that, how treatment that, lasts about that 30 takes minutes? between thirty to forty minutes. Wow, three thousand! That thing's going really fast. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's uh, one pulse is a matter of milliseconds. Um, uh, I, I think it's uh, ten pulses per second. Um, but there's, you know, it's not constant, so it's like four seconds of pulses, and then there's a break, and then another four seconds of pulses. But over, thir- you know, 37 minutes, they get 3,000 pulses to that area. So how long, of, how long of a time you have to come back daily to get this done? Yeah, so many five days a week um, oh. for four to six weeks. Whoa. Yeah. So it's it's. Is it? Do you have you seen in patients it progressively gets better the more they stay on it and. Do you see instant results within, you know, a week or so? Um, in some cases, uh, some, some patients do experience some uh, improvement very early on. Um, That's great. It, it may be that they uh, have a little more energy, um, maybe that they're sleeping a little bit better, maybe that they're just dreading things a little less or uh, feel a little better. A little, they're not feeling as stressed out about certain things. So, um, So when an individual gets this unique treatment which is called transcranial which is brain magnetic stimulate and stimulate it's it's these these magnetic pulses are stimulate re-stimulating that area that may be resting not working well functionally well exactly exactly so um it's uh less active less active than normal um and uh this uh so anytime you have a magnetic field it interacts with electrical activity um, and vice versa, uh, and so that's an old physics law or something. Um, <laughs> uh, so this magnetic field that penetrates into the brain, um, it will. Uh, th- so by the way, the the brain cells use electrical activity as well. So we can kind of jumpstart those brain cells and get them to start firing off and act, uh, become more active and sort of talking to their neighbors and sending signals. Um, and, and, it's, and it's sort of a pathway from that left frontal part to deeper parts and uh, back and forth. But that left frontal part is uh, right, right there pretty close that we can stimulate those cells to start to send some signals others. deeper. And, and uh, over some time, they start to do it on their, their own. Um, and, and that will help to relieve depression, hopefully. Wow. That's fascinating. So who are – is it for young or old? Is there a certain criteria how young or how old you can have this? Would a, would a 100-year-old be able to benefit from this particular po- – Possibly so. So it's only approved in adults, so 18 or older. Okay, 18 um, or older. Uh, so not approved yet in children. I mean, there, there are some studies in, uh, where they are doing studies in the pediatric population. But right now it's, it's 18 and older. Um, and so as long as there's no other – Contraindications to doing this. Um, That's what I was going to ask. What's the contraindication? So one of the big ones is uh, 
we're dealing with a powerful magnet. So if you have any kind of metal in your head, it, you can't do this. Um, so what about a pacemaker, implanted pacemaker? Can't, can't have a pacemaker. Those are activated, deactivated with uh, uh, magnets as well. So And that's too close. The heart is still too close to uh, the area that we're treating. So you might want to tell these people out there in the, in the listening, if you can't have an MRI, right? You right. You can't have it, this. It, exactly. MRI is magnetic resonant uh, re- uh, imaging. So... Uh, so they have to go through the same checklist that I do to make sure you don't have any kind oh. of metal uh, that the magnet's going to uh, react to, uh, or it's going to react to the uh, magnetic field and possibly cause some other problems that you don't want. So this is tremendously successful in other parts of the country and right here in Shreveport and Bossier City, Louisiana. This that, is remarkable. That's yes. So I hope more and more people, if you've got a severe bout of, of depression, you might want to go see Dr. Bruce and. and possibly be evaluated to use this particular medical medical uh, device. It's a device. It's not, it's, it, tell everybody, it's, again, it's non-invasive. That means there's no cutting. He's not going to implant a magnet in your brain. Right? That's right. There's there's no anesthesia. There's no sedation. Uh, you can resume your normal everyday activities. In, in fact, we've had patients that have, uh, since it's five days a week, they've come in during their lunch break. Um, get their treatment, and then they head right back to work right afterwards. Coverage by um, insurance, Medicare, Medicaid? Most, most insurances, yes, do cover it. Medicare as well covers it. Um, Medicaid is the only one that uh, does not cover it right now. Again, thank you for joining us today on The Best of Time. We're quite proud that you and Willis Knight has teamed up to have this only it's, I hate to use acronyms. TMS used to work for the, the government. It's called transcranial magnetic stimulation. It's a new procedure being offered for the treatment of depression only in at Willis Knighton Health System uh, and throughout North. Were we the only one in Louisiana? Do, do they have one in South Louisiana? Uh, yeah, th- there's there's a few there in South Louisiana. But we're um, the only ones uh, in North Louisiana probably. There's recently been another one that's just recently started up. Or very recent. But we're the first. and that's but, Yeah, first one. Yes. We're the first that's one, right. and they hopefully they heard about you here on the Best of Times Radio. Before we before we close, Dr. Broussard's office is at the Center for Mental Wellness, located at 1111 Line Avenue, Tower Number 2. And the phone number for more information and to contact him is 716-4610. Again, thank you for joining us today here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. Thank you very much for having me. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bear, Sending Country of Report, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, here on News Radio 710 Keel. Thank you for listening to our show today. Join us next Saturday for another show that could benefit you or your loved ones. Don't forget to pick up your personal copy of the Best of Times at one of our 522 distribution locations. May God bless you and your family. God bless America. Have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you again for listening to our show. I'm Gary Kaligas, wishing you and yours the best of times, both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Best of Times on 710 Keel.
Join us again next Saturday at 9 for the best of times. This is News Radio 710 Keel, K E E L, Shreveport Bossier.